Lord, I thank you, God, for the opportunity to minister this morning. And I pray, God, that uh, you'll speak to us, God. Well, I guess I am asking you to speak to others as you have spoken to me already and minister to my heart, God, and thank you, Jesus, and challenge me. So I just ask you, Lord, to minister through your precious word today in Jesus' name. Amen. I... uh, I want to talk to you and share about uh, tongues this morning. But before I do that, I must lay the foundation of what we already know. Okay? Jesus said in John 10.10, I've come to give you life and that more abundantly. Amen. And so... After the resurrection of Jesus, amen, he went into the upper room and said, Peace unto you. And then he breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit, in their lives. And so that was when the Holy Spirit came to dwell in their lives. Amen. That's equivalent to our salvation. Prior to the ascension, Jesus told them to wait in Jerusalem, praise God, for the promise that you have heard of me. Especially John talks about the comforter and the promise a lot, praise God. But others also did. And so uh, then also the parallel scripture in Luke 24, 49 says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father, Upon you, but tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Here he is talking about the abundant life. Here he's talking about the fullness of the Spirit of God and being filled or baptized in the Holy Spirit. Then he ascended up in heaven in Luke, the 24th chapter, it tells us, and he blessed them while he was going up. And they worshipped him. And then the Bible says that in verse 53 that they returned to uh, Jerusalem and they were praising and they were blessing the Lord. Amen. As they went to Jerusalem. Also, during this time, Acts 1.14, praise God, they continued in prayer and supplication in one accord during this time. And we have to understand, unless I don't include it somewhere else in this message, that they spent 10 days in the temple daily blessing and praising God. They spent 10 days, praise God, in the upper room praying and amen and calling on God in supplication, not just for their needs, praise God, but for the answer that Jesus and the promise that Jesus had given to them. He told them what was going to happen. He said, you're going to receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. And when he was addressing the people, you know, he said, Peter said, this is uh, that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So they receive, they're going to receive power, but also the Holy Ghost has come upon them, and they're going to have the anointing of God in their lives. Praise God. So uh, 
then, um, amen, in Acts 2.4 then, as a result of that, they were all filled with the Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so they were filled. This is the abundant life. This is that which is uh, not just life, but that life more abundantly was given to them. Praise, blessing, and prayer was the access into the presence of God. We have to understand that just like you and I praised the Lord this morning, and we worshiped the Lord in songs and in the spirit this morning, we felt the presence of God. We are praising and blessing the Lord this morning. Amen? And so when we do that, we experience the life of Jesus in our lives. We experience, praise God, the felt presence of God in our lives. Whereas tongues, when a person is baptized in the Holy Spirit, amen, it gives them access into the fullness of the Spirit of God, that gift. It is the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is not the only evidence, amen, because you have the nine gifts of the Spirit and operations and joy and all that kind of stuff, praise the Lord, that we can't get into this morning. But it's not the only evidence, but when one is filled, they are going to first speak in tongues as the Spirit gives them utterance. In Acts, the sixth chapter, in verse 3, they were asked to look to yell among you, you know, uh, seven men filled with the Holy Ghost and wisdom and of good report. Well, how did they know that they were filled with the Holy Ghost? How did they know that they were full of the Holy Ghost? I entertain the fact that they spoke in tongues and they heard them and knew that they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We understand this morning... There's one baptism, but many refillings. One baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, but then as we have access through the speaking of tongues and the gift God has given to us, we can continually access the fullness of the Spirit of God in our lives. How do you keep being filled with the Holy Ghost? Simply by using the gift that God has given you to access that fullness of the Spirit. Peter was filled with the Spirit uh, in Acts 2.4. He was there. He was one of them. The 120 were filled with the Spirit. But Peter was filled with the Spirit in Acts you know, 2.4. Then in Acts the 5th chapter... Uh, it, it says, no, excuse me, the fourth chapter, in verse 8, it says that Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, and then he went on to preach the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ and death and burial and resurrection, was a witness to them. Then in Acts, the fourth chapter, verse 31, they were all there, praise God, but Peter was there. So we're focusing on Peter. Peter was there as well as the other. They prayed because their lives were threatened. The place was shaken. 
Amen. By the power of God. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They'd already been baptized in the Holy Ghost. But now, because of the threat they prayed, amen, they experienced that fullness of the Spirit upon their lives. They kept keeping up with being filled with the Spirit. Acts 5 tells us, as one of, or two maybe, of the gifts of the Spirit in operation, Ananias and Sapphira lied about what they were giving, and they held back part of their giving, and Peter said to them, and acknowledged them, and confronted them with that, and they both fell dead. <laughs> because he had the word of knowledge and the discerning of the spirits, which comes from being filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay? Then, in Acts, the fifth chapter, <clears throat> and verse 12, and they prayed about this in the previous chapter. They said, By stretching forth thine hands to heal, and the signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy Holy child Jesus. Acts 5.12 And by the hands, their prayer was answered. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch and of the rest durst not man joined himself to them but the people magnified them and believers were more added to the Lord multitudes both of men and women insomuch. Now we have them being filled with the Spirit again, because what God used them to do here was the gifts of the Spirit in operation, and so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. They came also a multitude in the cities round about them, Jerusalem bringing sick false, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were all healed, every one. That is showing, praise God, that they continued to be filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, and the, uh, the gifts were in operation with their lives. Now we mentioned about Stephen being one of them, seven that was chosen, and he was full of the Spirit, praise God, and he was one of them that was chosen, and we look, and, and it says here in verse 8, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Power. When you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, you receive power. Amen. And the Holy Ghost comes upon you, that God can use you in the gifts of the Spirit. And so he was full of Spirit, Amen. He was full of faith and had power, so he's still full of the Holy Ghost. And one of the most amazing things is with his life, praise God, in chapter 7, amen, hallelujah, chapter 7, when uh, they, he was standing before scribes and Pharisees and all them, he said, when they heard these things, verse 54, when they heard these things, come to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. <clears throat> but <laughs> he, Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, God helps us overcome persecution when we're full of the Holy Ghost. 
But I want to make, mention that he kept being full of the Holy Ghost. And boy, I tell you, you have to be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of the Lord and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried with a loud voice and they stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their cloths at the young man's feet who was Saul. You don't think the seed of the, amen, of the gospel was not planted in the heart. Some plant the seed, some water, and God gives the increase. The seed of the gospel was planted in Saul's life. Amen. Right there. Now, that's just saying, Paul kept full of the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us because the Bible says that he spoke in tongues, said he more than you all. He felt the necessity of it. He had the desire for it. Praise God that he would be filled with the Spirit of God, that he spoke in tongues more than all, because as he spoke in tongues so much, praise God, he continued to have that anointing and the fullness of the Spirit upon his life. Praise God. Evidence of this was when uh, Paul and Barnabas was expelled out of the city, amen, in Acts 13.52, it says, they were filled with joy and the Holy Ghost. They dusted off their, the, the city. Amen. But they were filled with joy in the Holy Ghost. Thank God. Amen. When you have more of God, you have more joy. And you're full of the Holy Ghost. Now, when you exercise, praise God, let's look at some of these things. When you exercise a gift of tongues, praise God, you are given the power to be a witness. Amen. When you speak in tongues, the word tells us that you directly speak to God. You have a hotline to God. Amen. Not, that, that you have no interference from the enemy. You have no thoughts into the enemy. It's the mind of the Spirit being prayed through you as you pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Then, when you speak in an unknown tongue, the Word of God tells us in 1 Corinthians 14.4 that you are edified. You are strengthened. You are built up. You are encouraged when you exercise the gift that God has given to you. When you speak in tongues, it says in, in Isaiah that they were speaking with stammering lips and other tongues. Praise God. It says that, that you will receive rest and refreshing in, act, in uh, Isaiah 28 and 11 and 12. Rest for the weary. Amen. Hallelujah. Haven't you ever noticed that sometimes when you pray, amen, and worship, and you pray in the Spirit, and you get in the presence of God, haven't you noticed that all of a sudden there comes a stillness upon the, the congregation, and all of a sudden you're basking in the glory of God, and He's given you peace because there's been released through praise, amen, and worship with your known tongue, but also praise and worship in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, praise the Lord. John, especially from chapter 14 on of the book of John, he talks about the comforter all the time. Well, what is the comforter? The comforter is, is the parchment. 
That means that it is, it is another portion of not a different Holy Spirit, but another portion of the Holy Spirit. And then also it says it means that he's your helper. He's alongside of you. I thank God when sometimes when I'm going through things in life, I don't know how to pray or whatever, I pray in the Holy Ghost, praise God, and I receive the comfort of the Spirit of God. Amen. I, I receive his help. I, 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 the Holy Ghost comes on me. I feel the presence of God all over me. Praise God. And I know that he's with me. Praise God. And he's alongside of me. That I'm not alone. Amen. Praise God. Then, uh, the degree. Now let's get to some down the nitty gritty now. The degree that you are edified. The degree that you have rest and refreshing. The degree that you have the power and the anointing in your life depends upon how often you use this gift. This is, depends upon our dedication and our commitment to a spirit-filled life and using the gift that God has given to us. Hmm. You see, we want to be dedicated to the Lord, and, and that I've decided to follow Jesus, and I'm going to live for you, Lord, and, and, you know, that I'm committed to the Lord. You know, I'm committed to that life, the life that he's given me. Praise God. But there also, if we want to be spirit-filled, if we want to have the fullness of the Spirit, then you and I have to be committed to using the gift that God has given to us. Now, it's going to depend on three things. It's going to depend on your hunger for God. It's going to depend upon your faith. And it's going to depend upon your obedience. Amen? Now, when he gave this promise, he was talking about the day of Pentecost in John 7, 37 through 39. He says, and what an example the disciples were. Amen? The disciples, it says, if any man thirst, let him come unto Jesus. And he that believeth out of him shall flow rivers of living water. He was talking about the day of Pentecost. Because it says it, the next verse. He was talking about when they would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Praise God. So, we talked about earlier, we mentioned the fact that they were daily praising and blessing God. Amen? That they were praying without ceasing, continually with prayer and supplication in the upper room. So, how hungry was they to get filled? How much of a desire did they have to get filled? They went to the temple daily. They were one accord all the time. Praise God. Now I'm told to sleep and whatever. Man, but they continued, amen, to praise and bless God. They continued, praise God, to, um, you know, to pray. When I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, I was praising God. I was in the presence of God. I was hungry for God. I wanted it, praise God. I sought it for a whole year. 
I was un, wasn't as lucky as Stephen getting saved and filled with the Holy Ghost in the same day. Praise God. I don't understand that. But anyways, maybe God thought I was stubborn and I needed to, to surrender a lot more. Amen. Praise God. And then, uh, how much did they believe? Well, he that believeth on him shall flow rivers of living water. How much did they believe? They believed, praise God, the promise. They had to have believed the promise if they spent 10 days in the temple praising and blessing God. They spent 10, 10 days assembled in the upper room praying and believing God. So they had a lot of faith. They had faith in the promise that Jesus told them to wait for until they were due from power and from high. And then, praise God, they were obedient. Huh. They wasn't out shopping around. They wasn't doing anything else. Praise God. They were focused. They were, they praise God. They were together. They were in the house of God. They were being obedient. Praise God. They, they wasn't passively aggressive. They were aggressive. <laughs> Amen. They wanted it. Praise God. But the, the thing of it is, is that they not only had hunger, they not only had believed for this promise, but they obeyed. Acts 5.32 says, He gives His Spirit to them that obey. Amen? Praise God. Now, they waited. Amen? And they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. May I suggest that the scriptures that we read earlier about the disciples continuing to be filled or full of the Holy Ghost that number one, they stayed hungry. Amen? They not only wanted to get filled, they wanted to stay filled. Amen? They were hungry. Praise God. They continued to believe to be filled. Amen? And they continued, amen, to obey the Lord in using the gift and doing His will. I believe that they sang with, this, with their understanding and they sang with the Spirit. I believe that they prayed with their own language and they prayed in the Spirit and in the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and we who are Pentecostal realize that we can pray for somebody, not know how to pray, and sometimes we'll, we'll go into intercession as we lay our hands on a person. We pray for them in English, but then sometimes we pray, praise God, because we don't know how to pray. And when the Holy Spirit prays through us and intercedes for that person. Anything that you do, praise God, in English, you can do with praying in tongues. You can worship. What, are they, what were they doing? They were worshiping. Amen. Speaking the wonderful works of God. What was happening when the house of Cornelius was, was uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit? They were praising God, magnifying God in tongues. Okay. Praise the Lord. I don't get a hold of myself here. So, praise God. They continued to believe and obey and stay hungry. Praise God. I believe, praise God, that God is challenging us to keep filled with the Holy Ghost by staying hungry for God, having faith, and obeying the Lord in Seeking to be baptized, if you're not, and using the gift that God has given you, amen, if you are baptized. 
Because, amen, it can be determined by your, your hunger, it can, your faith, and your obedience can be determined by how often you speak in tongues. How often you use your gift. We need to use it more. Amen. You can have the gift of tongues, but that gift can lie dormant in your life. I told you about Rob years ago when I was ministering. I was praying for him in the altar, and I said, Are you feel, feel the Holy Ghost? Go, I've been. Uh, when was the last time you prayed in tongues? Nine years ago. See, sometimes they, people think when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you've arrived. And now, you know, but it's not. It's so that we can maintain that spirit-filled life and have that power and, and have that blessing and have that refreshing and have that rest and, praise God, and, and that edification and all the things that come by praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, let me see what we got here. Continue to worship. Amen. So we can enjoy the fullness of the Spirit. Now, in conclusion, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth out of him shall flow rivers of living water. When a person is seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they're not seeking the baptism, they're seeking the baptizer. They're seeking Jesus. He said, come unto me and drink. Imbib, take it in. So that out of you can flow rivers of living water. So we have to, praise God, you know, we have to be hungry. We have to thirst. But we also have to be hungry for Jesus. I read by Ari Tori, praise God, that when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, you have a new discovery of Jesus. You learn to know Him better. You're closer to Him when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. When you continue in that, praise God. And so this morning, we have to understand, when we're praying in tongues, we're seeking Jesus. When we're praying in tongues, we're worshiping Jesus. Amen. When we're praying in the Spirit, we're coming to Jesus, worshiping Him in the gift that God has given to us. And through our worshiping Him, praise God, with the gift He's given Him, hungering from Him and desiring Him, praise God, and thirsting for Him, praise God, as a result. Amen. The other things, the power, the rest, the refreshing, the edification, and everything else, praise God, is a result of us praising Him and seeking Him and be filled with Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're not here to pray in tongues to seek for power. Amen. We pray in tongues, praise God, so God can give us power. We're filled with Spirit so God can give us power to be witnesses of Him. Give us the boldness that we need to tell other people about Jesus. Now, how important is this? Jesus gave the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every living creature. 
But they did not do that until they were baptized in the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. He told them to wait until you're being endued with power from on high. And so, praise God, they waited. They received that power so that they could go out and not just tell people about Jesus. I mean, they received persecution because they preached in the name of Jesus. They told people about Jesus, thrown in jail. But look what happened to Paul. He was saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Hey Amen. He was shipwrecked several times. He was imprisoned. You know, he was beaten with rods. He was and, and, and almost to death. He went through great persecution just because of the name of Jesus. Now, how do you think that he had the bonus, praise God, to be punished and suffer persecution and didn't get up and go on and preach the gospel again? They left him as dead and, and the disciples came over him and they prayed and the power of God raised him up. Some people think he was dead. I don't know. But he probably was almost dead. Raised him up. And what did he, what did he do? Did he go and hide? He went on and preached the gospel because, amen, he had a hunger to be filled. Amen. He had a desire to be filled. Praise God with the Holy Ghost. Oh my. Praise the Lord. He, he wanted more. Praise God. Did God use him more? And you and I, praise God, need to have that faith, praise God, that God will use us. And we need to, praise God, have that desire. But we also need to be obedient to God. <clears throat> now, do you think that I came here this morning predetermined to sing through a whole chorus in the Holy Ghost. No. No. But because of our desire for God, to be filled with God, hungry for God, praise God, obedient to God, but have faith in God. Well, you know, uh, you have to have faith to do that, Stephen. But you have to be filled to do that. Amen. What anointing. Praise God. So this morning, God is challenging us to use the gift that God has given to us so it not only will benefit us, but the most important thing is the boldness and to help us to be filled with the Spirit so we can be used in the gifts of the Spirit to benefit others. There has to be an inflow before there can be a... He said, come and drink and imbib. Well, you've got to take it in. Whether it be through natural praise and worship or speaking in tongues where you're worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. When you speak and worshiping in tongues, you are taking it in. You are receiving power. You are receiving from the Holy Spirit so that God can use you that he can flow through you. He said, out of you shall flow rivers of living water. Healing, joy, peace, amen, encouragement, wisdom, knowledge. I mean, it's just out of you. Praise God. So, my, what God has challenged me and encouraged me 
Leroy Weymouth, you need to speak in tongues more. You need to spend time worshiping me with your natural tongue and praising me, but you need to also pray in the Holy Ghost. And boy, I haven't been, you know, been suffering a little bit here this week and everything. Praise God. And I'll tell you, I understand Sally. You know, she said one time, I, I said, didn't you feel the presence of God that he wasn't so great? She says, well, I was in such pain I didn't get to, get to feel it. You know? Praise God. Well, I'll tell you what. Soon as I was working on this message, boy, I'll tell you what. Amen. I had to determine that I was going to pray in the Holy Ghost, that I was going to worship the Lord. Amen. I thought, well, I can, I can do dishes and, and, and pray in tongues. And, and Sally didn't even hear me doing it. Amen. I was by myself. I was in the car doing it. I, I, you know, I, was, I went out to walk to meet Laura last night to come for prayer. I, I did it. Praise God. You know, but the whole thing is, it's not about you or, or I. It's all about being filled with Jesus. Filled with Jesus. That's what it's all about. Praise God. You know where to go? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. 